0: Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, or even good night. Wherever you may be in the world on today, hello and greetings to each of you. I am your host of the Being Love in Action podcast, Reverend Kenya C. Williams, a.k.a. The Agent of Love. Listen, I am a Grace Girl, the daughter of the King of Kings, and a disciple and lover of Jesus Christ. And I invite you to walk with me today as I share a word of encouragement. So grab your coffee or have a sip of tea with me while being encouraged, empowered, and even challenged as we learn through the gospel of Jesus Christ, the life applications of what it truly means to being love in action. Well, welcome again to this week. I pray that on yesterday, many celebrated Thanksgiving holiday throughout the world. And I want to say I pray that that time was a great time of family, fun and fellowship, even though under the COVID uh, lifestyle now, it looks different. Maybe some of you had Zooms and, you know, many of us had very small gatherings at the home. If it was just the people that lived in our homes. But I pray that in spite of all of the things that we all have experienced globally as a global family and as individual families, that you found gratefulness and thankfulness in your hearts on yesterday. Amen. Listen, on today, I just want to just first of all start off by telling you, I'm super, super excited. I know I've spoken about the book collaboration that I have done. And it is now completed. It is up. We have a live book now. Yes, I'm so excited. (laughs) There is a live book now that is on Amazon. And it is entitled Stepping Into Our Territory 2nd Edition. And I am one of the collaborating co-authors. What I'm asking for those of you who want to purchase the book, I know that we have so many listeners that are all over the world. If you want to support this book, I pray that it will definitely bless you. I know that many of these wonderful women really poured out stories of their lives and how they stepped into their territory. And of course, my story is part of it. You can go to www.gracegirl.org and you can purchase the book there. You can even go ahead and subscribe to our website and leave your information. The books are $20, US dollars, and then for shipping, it's $6 within the United States. Now, I'm not sure, I still have to iron out some of the information about overseas. I know sometimes overseas right now, there's still some restrictions. But we definitely want to make sure you get the book. So if you are interested, please go to our website, www.gracegirl.org. You can subscribe. You can contact us, give us the information. You can um, purchase the book online or you can cash app us as well. Um, Whatever you want to do, whatever is available for you to do. But definitely we would be so happy. I would be so happy if you would actually support us with purchasing the book. Because I know and I believe that it will bless you, right? Also, you can follow us. Remember, the Instagram is being at being love in action podcast. My personal Instagram is at the agent of love. And then our Twitter is at being B-E-I-N-G Love L-U-V N- action. Yes, those are the ways that you can definitely connect with us on the social media world. And also, of course, if you want to know a little bit more about who I am um, and what I really do, go ahead to www.gracegirl.org and tune in with us there. So yes, you know, now that we've kind of done all of those little announcements, I want to get into what I came to share with you on today. And if I can be very honest with you on today, you know, I try to always be honest in everything that I do. Um, Today's uh, topic is one that's near and dear to my heart. And I, you know, and I'm just grateful to God when he gave me this, that um, I pray that it blesses you as it blesses me. Amen. I must say, as I encourage you, I am encouraging myself. Today, I want to talk to us about the topic of when pretending has a blessed ending. When pretending gives us a blessed ending. You know, uh, when you think of the word pretend, it it, it it is a word that we think about fake and, you know, fake is a word that we use a lot in today's society. You know, we even heard our president say there's fake news, you know, there's fake food, there's fake, uh, you know, um, you can you can get body parts that are are, are fake now. Right. And uh, you can buy things to enhance your beauty or, you know, whatever it is, you can get things that are not natural to help you be better. And fake is not always bad because many times we can get prosthetic limbs. I have people that I'm connected to that have prophetic limbs that are fake in the context of they're not part of their original DNA. But what they do helps them live a more viable life. So fake is not always a bad thing. Then you can say fake, you know, here's the part that most of us really hear about fakeness is when people pretend to be something they are not in order to gain something. Now, it doesn't mean that their gain is something that is a bad thing. It just means that they're trying to gain something out of not being their authentic selves you know it it, it many times it is the heart and the attention intent of what you're trying to get in being fake you know many times people will be fake and smiling your face just to get to know you and know a little bit about your business and then when they pretend to be a friend and you're going through a tough time then the next thing you know everybody that's in the circles that you travel in is looking at you strange because somebody that pretended to be your friend and the most vulnerable part of your life talked about you in a way many times that wasn't truthful to make themselves look good. See, that's the fakeness that brings no glory to God because that fakeness is one that holds a corrupt tongue and a corrupt heart. So when we talk about fake from this perspective that I'm going to share with you, remember I said pretending, you know, again, sometimes there are moments in our lives when we got to pretend In order to make it. It ain't the fake it till you make it. It is the pretending till you get where you got to go. I'm just changing the verbiage. Sometimes people say I got to push through. And pray myself through until I can make it. It's not always a a bad thing to pretend or to fake. And it it, it, because it brings about a, a change in our lives. Whether it's a good one or a bad one but usually it depends on the motive behind the action of pretending or being fake. Remember, I gave you an example of what fake people do when their intentions are to hurt you and harm you. I've heard somebody say, you know, you got to be careful when you're dating. Um, you know, for those of us who are believers in Jesus Christ and we talk about Christian dating, whether you are a believer in Jesus Christ or whoever you believe in, you got to be careful even in dating because people will allow you to see their representative You won't get to know who they are right up in the front because you don't know them. You don't know when they're happy. You don't know when they're sad. You don't know how they act when things are not going their way. You don't don't know how they're going to act when they're facing a dilemma in their lives. And so many times people want you to see the very best of them Because that way they can become closer to you because they seem uh, um, that they're not going to harm you, if that makes sense. Uh, But if I can be honest, uh, I'd rather deal with the real because I know what I'm dealing with when I'm dealing with the real. But, you know, again, we're saying that pretending can put us in a position when there's a blessed ending not when we're pretending to be devils and to hurt others sometimes we gotta pretend in order to save our lives when i think about the underground railroad for those of my ancestors who were enslaved you know there were people that were white people that helped to free the slaves and many of them had to pretend not to be ones who were connected with the abolitionists, those who wanted to be freed. But see, their pretending was only in a, in a place to help people become free. So there are times when we got to pretend some things in order to take for the greater good of the blessing. So that's what we're talking about today. We're not talking about the foolishness in the fakeness we're talking about uh, the the blessing in the pretending. So here today I'm going to talk about one of my favorites. You know, I always tell people I love to utilize David and you know that one of the things this podcast does is our purpose is to bring to life one of our one of my purposes in the word of God that I love is to share the gospel but also share the people of the Bible with the listeners because Many of them were regular people. The only really extraordinary person that came from a extraordinary beginning was Jesus Christ. Because everything about him was immaculate, right? But when you look at the everyday people like you and I, some of them worked, some of them didn't have work. Many of them were poor. Many of them lived very humble lifestyles, right? They came and they did extraordinary things for the kingdom of God. And so David was one of them. And here I'm, I'm going to be looking at Psalms 34 and I'm going to be reading from the NIV translation. And I'm reading 34 and it's verses 1 to 22. So I'm just going to read it straight through and then go through it from there i'm not going to break down each part because there's only a part that i want to but i feel like this this scripture is so needed right now because there's so much that we all are going through you know understand to whom much is given much is required so when i'm i'm, I'm sharing the gospel of jesus christ with anyone You know, many of us as believers, we're all going through something and people who don't believe in Christ yet or, you know, they're searching for that peace in life. Everybody. I don't care how rich you are, how poor you are. You know, isn't it amazing that social economic status does not negate the fact that you're going to experience hardships in life. You're going to even experience death of loved ones and people close to you, disease. You're going to experience some stuff. What makes it a little bit more bearable in life is when you have that relationship with Jesus Christ and you can stand on His Word. When He reminds us, as the Word today say He's close to the brokenhearted. How many of you today are brokenhearted today? I don't know, I, you know, broken hearted doesn't mean, you know, just a, a relationship with your with your, your lover, your husband, your wife, you know, that person in that intimate relationship that you have. Do you know you can be broken hearted from people in your family? You know, they've disappointed you. They've hurt you. They've rejected you. They've abandoned you, man. Can I be honest with you today? You know, you can be brokenhearted because you believe that someone who said that they loved Jesus Christ and they loved you, and then yet, you know, you blessed them and you were there for them. You supported them. You didn't judge them even in their low points. And, and here they slander your name. They talk about you. They talk about the very person that helped them. Man. Someone who said that they love God so much. And then when you did business with them, they, they had no character, no integrity. See, as a believer, I don't judge those who are outside of the context of Christ because they don't know better based off the doctrine of God, which is the Bible I'm talking about. And see, when people say judge, I'm talking about holding each other accountable. I had someone say to me recently, I don't want to deal with Christians anymore because everybody that I'm dealing with that's Christians always give me the hard times that broke my heart. We're talking about him being close to the brokenhearted right now, right? And I said to them, You can't say that. I know you're hurting, and you know, I'm gonna pray for you and with you, but understand, I'm a believer. You can't judge everybody based off of some folks behavior. Because I'm always mindful that if I think about how good God has been to me in those moments when I didn't always pray like I should, when I wasn't serving him like I should, when I was out here in the world doing what I want to do and watch this, even as a believer and a leader, I am still flawed. How dare I? Lump everybody in one category. Because on any given day, I can be in that category. The Bible says the righteous man falls many times, but he gets back up. So we got to be careful when we begin to illuminate the flaws of people because they're having a bad moment. Or maybe they didn't even have a bad moment. You just being the devil. And what I mean by that is you are exasperating the situation instead of loving on them. How many of you can raise your hand to that today? Maybe you're living in a place where all you see is poverty and death. Many of our brothers and sisters that are living in countries right now are experiencing that. Can I challenge many of you who all of you, all of you who are listening? How many times do you pray for your brothers and sisters in foreign countries that are being killed by genocide, that are living in poverty? How many of you really praying for them? You know, doing whatever you can. You don't think that they're broken hearted. See, here in America, we have a lot of luxuries. Even in poverty, because we have a lot of people living in poverty in America. Some people may say I'm in poverty, but I'm rich in the Lord of God. Because see, one thing about where I am in life, I am so rich in the spiritual things of God. You know, at one point in my life, I wanted to have X, Y, and Z, but if I don't have it, I'm okay with that because I recognize that how much more important it is to have a heart of humility and a peace of mind and a heart and a spirit to love others and to serve others. That's so much better than the biggest house on the block. Because guess what? One thing about life that's, that's certain we live and we die and we can't take none of that stuff with us god is going to judge us based off of what we did for others we're talking about the broken-hearted people are brokenhearted right now do y'all understand there are folks you know, have lost loved ones because of COVID. dude. lost loved ones, you know, from diseases, cancer. You know, they're getting diagnosis. All of this stuff is going on. People are broken hearted. And I want to encourage you today to the word of God. Because today was one of those days I've been going through a lot, brothers and sisters. I want y'all to keep me in prayer. You know, the Bible says to whom much is given, much is required. I go through, we all go through, but when you have called, been called by God to do great things for him in the context of ministering the gospel and saving souls and reaching out to people and praying and all the things that we do that I do for the kingdom, do you understand I'm a target spiritually, my children and my family. I go through so much this week has been overwhelming for me. Can I be honest with y'all today? I need you guys to pray for me. I'm being very transparent right now. I'm not always very open about certain things about my family because I got to protect them. Spiritually. I have two parents right now that are fighting for their lives. One that had COVID been in the hospital for three months, finally coming home. This weekend. Healthy, independent, did everything she was supposed to do. We were doing everything to keep her safe and she got COVID-19. How many days they said my mom wasn't going to make it without saying it. And I kept saying, and my sister kept saying, we are a family of faith and we believe it ain't over to God says it's over. We expecting life. I just celebrated a birthday, November 18th. And I say, God, how do I celebrate my birthday when both of my parents are hospitalized? Those who literally gave me physical life. My dad is now in a, in a situation where he has to have surgery, a life saving surgery. My dad, who is a he's a retired professor, he rides his bike, he's active, he's 72 years old, he plays tennis, he does all those things. And now he's at a place where much of the things he did just two weeks ago, he can't do anymore. I have the best friend at the same time got sick suddenly. Then this morning woke up to uh, I have two daughters. One of my daughters was sick overnight and she's we've been praying and just trying to walk, work through this. Do you hear what I'm saying? On top of me. Praying. Seeking the face of God, doing what I do for the kingdom and yet, I'm dealing with my issues today. So when I say he's, when I read this text, and we're talking about the brokenhearted, it's me. There was an old saying saying, "It's me, it's me, it's me, O oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer." So I say to you this morning, pray for me. And so here is David. In a state where he's saying, God, it's me. It's me, oh Lord, standing in the need of prayer and a miracle. David was fighting for his life. It's amazing. I thought about it. I said, here, both of my parents are fighting for their lives right now. Both are supposed to be discharged, but you know, we're in the hospital at the same time. At the same time. Best friend sick at the same time. Now my daughter. All of this is happening at one time. And watch this. It ain't just me. How many of you right now are dealing with that? Amen. Brothers and sisters. I know you're going through. That's why it's so imperative. That when this podcast blesses you. And encourages that you share with others. Listen. Listen. It it really doesn't matter. I you know one of the things that I'm so grateful for. This podcast has almost eight thousand followers. We're shy of like eight thousand followers, like thirty people. The podcast made two years, September twenty seventh. Amen. That's a blessing. We have over 8,200 8, downloads. People are listening to this little girl, Kenya. And the words that God is giving me to share with the world internationally. Most of you who are listening are international all over the globe. Do you hear me this morning? I want you to understand I did no special advertising. This is God. I never said, you know, click and share or like and share. I don't, I never said that. And it's nothing wrong with saying that. But we have a due diligence that we must do. The Bible says for those of us who love God, we are to share the good news. When God gives you a good news, share it because somebody else may need it. Amen. So yes, like David. David is the king and he's running for his life. He has those that he loved that he know of that are very familiar with him. They are pursuing him to kill him. And now he finds himself with many called between a rock and a hard place. You know what that's like. You know, we, we can talk about bills all day when you got the light bill, the water bill, the cell phone bill card note, insurance, rent, mortgage, everything due at one time and your bank account is overdrawn and you lost your job or if you got a job, it ain't enough to cover everything that they said they're going to turn off. You're pressed on every side. On top of that, you've been to the hospital and they diagnose you with something or they diagnose somebody you love with something. You're pressed on every side. How many of you are pressed on every side this morning? See, this is a word of encouragement for those who are literally fighting for their lives. We ain't got time to be playing. Because, see, we can pretend when it is to put us in a place of a blessed end. But if we're pretending and there is no benefit from it of God, then you need to rechange and rethink why you're pretending. David found himself running for his life from those who were pursuing him to a place where he was trying to go to his enemy. Oh, Lord Jesus. Can you imagine how desperate he was? That he was leaving from those who loved him. How many of you ran from your own family because they tried to kill you? They tried to kill your character. They talked about you when you opened up your home to them. They talked about you when you ain't have no money. They talked about you when your husband left you or your wife left you. They talked about you when your children got in trouble. Oh, bless the name of the Lord. You ran from them because everything that they did was trying to attack you. Some of you have only even had family members try to kill you physically. That's the reality of the world. See, David was just like you and I. He was dealing with a situation that was causing him to flee for his life. Sometimes that means you got to pick up and leave where you are to get someplace else. But see, what he had to do was where he had to go, the only place he could go was in the enemy's camp. Can I I talk to you this morning? Because see, the enemy's camp we already know who our enemies are if we're if we're using wisdom in life, and sometimes they're not revealed until God reveals them. Because many times, if we knew they were our enemy, we wouldn't deal with them. Because sometimes we got to deal and work with our enemies to get done what God wants us to get done. But in this situation, he was running into the camp of his enemies. Now, what I want you to remember is that David was running into the Philistine camp. Now, if you know anything about David, David is the one who slew the giant Goliath. Amen. He slew the giant Goliath. Now, you got to remember, come on, people of God. You already know when somebody kills something or someone that's important to you, most of the time you ain't forgiving them. You ain't forgiving them. Let's be real. Forgiveness is a hard place when it's dealing with something that was part of who you are. So it wasn't too kindly that the Philistines looked at David. They didn't like the children of Israel anyway. But you know, they didn't like King David because he killed their Goliath. Their Goliath was the star player on their team. He killed the one that kept their enemies at bay. Beloved of God, People will despise you when you allow God to allow you to kill and slay the giants in your lives. What are you talking about, woman of God? You know, what I see now is God is really giving his people boldness in this season. What are you saying? You know, people were okay when we walked around in false humility. And I was one of that. And what I mean by that, I want you to understand not that you're fake. In the context of you pretending to be humbled when you're really not. See, I've always been humble. And part of it was from a religious training. You know, when you, especially when you're gifted and you're anointed. You know, people won't like you many a times. I've been in situations where people stopped talking to me. And they couldn't tell you anything I did to them. They could not tell you any one thing that I did to them to hurt them. In the context of being malicious or anything like that. But because of what God was doing in my life and elevating me, they didn't like me. They stopped speaking to me. Many of them, I didn't even have any money like many of these people had. Do you understand what I'm saying? Some of you are targeted because of the anointing on your life. And in the in the monetary sense, you don't have much way more than them. They got more than you. But you stood up for yourself. See, what God is allowing in this season for us to stand up and say, hey, no more of that. Because, see, the moment that you begin to hold people accountable. That's when you become a problem. Why am I saying this? Because, see, when David dealt with Goliath, everybody that was part of God's army, including The generals and all of these men that had seen God's victory over and over again, they were fearful of this giant. Can I share something with you? The reason why they were fearful of this giant, because now at this time, God was no longer the center and the source of their lives like he was before. The reason why they were fearful of the giant, because their God wasn't bigger than the giant. Do you understand this morning? Can I ask you the question, how big is your God? And then if your God is a big God, then your giant has to be a small giant. Oh, maybe those words don't make sense, but I'm say it again how big is your God and I'll tell you how small your giant is because the bigger your giant is the smaller your God is they were at a place that the children of Israel the army was afraid of this giant and here comes along this little David the shepherd boy who had been anointed as the king, but was not living as the king. Many of us have been called by God to do great things. We are anointed. We have the gift of prophecy. We have the gift of healing. We have the gift to bring a word of God. But watch this. We ain't in the popular crew. We ain't connected to this person or that person. So we're invisible to many. But do you know, beloved of God, right where you are, God is training you up. Remember, David was working as a shepherd. He was tending the sheep. He was making sure that they were okay and fed and protected. They said he had a rod in his hand that bent off and beat off the wolves. They said he killed animals with his hands to protect the sheep. See, God was protect- teaching him. The ways of a king. Many people want to be kings and queens, but they ain't going through the training. The training comes right now in your everyday life. That's the training. So David goes. This anointed little shepherd boy goes. And he he hears this giant dragging and bragging. Uh, and saying terrible things about the king and the God of Israel. So what he does, he picks up and says five smooth stones. Do you know God ain't going to make you go all outside of where you are? He's going to use you right where you are with what you have. What I'm saying is. Woman of God, you can you can declare the word in your home, on the store in the grocery. You don't need a brand new suit. You don't need a new wig. You ain't got to have a new hairdo. You ain't got to have a collar. God going to use you right where you are. Do you hear me? My brothers, uh, you don't need to get no wingtip shoes. You ain't got to get no no five hundred dollar suit. You ain't got to get no Rolex. You ain't got to ride in the best car. Watch this you don't have to do all of that because when God use you, he's going to use you right where you are. Do you hear me today? David picked up what was immediately near him. What's immediate in your home? See, I'm, I'm recording right now in what I call my sanctuary, which is my closet. I have the prayer closet and it's, a, it, 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 it's my, I, I change in here. I do my makeup. I do everything in this closet, but I pray. This is also my prayer place. It's a closet, you know, it, it, I don't have any anything significant in here besides myself, my word and, and my body. And I have things posted in here that helps me be encouraged on the wall. What am I saying? You don't have to do big things or wait till you get money to do this. So many of us are not walking in what God has called us to do because we're waiting to get something else. This child, young man. Use the stones that was available for him. Now, you got to remember what was going through David's eyes, but what was going through these people's eyes? All of these generals that had fought battles, they, many of them were looking at him and saying, he's crazy. Well, they thought Noah was crazy. Because it wasn't raining. Noah was building that ark for years, but when the rain came, oh my God. Ha <laughs> ha. He was prepared. So David picks up these smooth stones and he uses a stone. Watch this. He he gathered more than what he need. That's why I'm telling you, how big is your God? Somebody who's listening right now, God is saying, pray right now. Some of the things that you're confused about, what you need to understand, God is telling us he's calling us to pray. People of God. And if you're listening and you don't know Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior right where you are, you can accept him. You can say, Lord, God, forgive me of my sins, my iniquities and my transgressions. Listen, I need to know who this Jesus is because I need peace in my life. I need to know you. God, he will come and meet you right where you are. You don't have to do anything, but give him your heart. Because some of the things we're dealing with is because we have no relationship. Those who have have prayer life, they ain't praying no more. Because you've been so discouraged and despondent in life. It has beaten you up till you don't even want to pray anymore. I get it. But David picks up these smooth stones. And one of them, he aimed it. And it struck the giant in his forehead and it killed him. And then he went up and cut off his neck. Do you hear what I'm saying? a stone, a pebble caused that much damage. I believe it caused the damage that it did because David believed in a big God. There was no fear in David. He said, I believe in the God that I serve and he is the God of Abraham and Isaac. He is the God that parted the Red Sea. He is the God that led the children. Come on, people of God out of egypt his god was so big and now he found himself in a place that he had to run in the camp of the very people of the giant he killed oh do you understand he had to pretend in order to save his life you know if somebody did something to pookie come on now you got some vendettas. And families right now that they ain't still forgave. Mama, preacher, the daddy, pastor. We ain't forgive some people for some stuff. And and, and we know if we had a chance to get them back, we're going to do it. Let's be real. Some people think like that. You got folk killed Pookie and them years ago. God bless the Pookies in life. But many times some of them Pookies was doing some stuff they had no business. I'm not talking about the innocent people. Who did nothing. they was a drive-by. A straight bullet, or whatever the case may be. Someone stopping somebody to help somebody's life. And their lives were taken. And sometimes you got family members that say. I'm still going to get them. Let me catch them in the street. Let's be real. I'm going to get them. They killed my family. David was walking into the camp. Where he killed their prize fighter. Think about that. So here now I'm going to read the word of God because I wanted to set it up for you. So you understand. Here is the word of God. It says Psalms 34. And I'm reading from the NIV translation. It says, I will extort the Lord at all times. His praise will always be on my lips. I will glory in the Lord. Let the afflicted hear and rejoice. Glorify the Lord with me. Let us exalt his name together. I sought the Lord and he answered me. He delivered me from all my fears. Those who look to him are radiant. Their faces are never covered with shame. This poor man called and the Lord heard him. Humble yourselves before God. David David said, let me humble myself before him. He was the king. Many of us walk around, many of you walk around with arrogance and egos. God has blessed you to grow in life, whether you have uh, a successful business or successful ministries or maybe you're an actor, actress or whatever your field is and you become successful and people forget if you are a believer in Christ, that it is every good thing comes from God. Now, if you're not a believer in Christ, everything ain't come from God because you don't believe him. It came from your father, which is the devil. That's the word of God. Either you are a child of God or you're a child of the enemy. And then it says in verse 7, the angel of the Lord encamps around those who fear him and who delivers them. Fear can be transposed with reverence. Taste and see that the Lord is good. Blessed is the one who takes refuge in him. Fear the Lord, you his holy people, for those who fear him lack nothing. The lions may grow weak and hungry, but those who seek the Lord lack no good thing. Talking about spiritual things, okay? Come, my children, listen to me. I will teach you the fear of the Lord. He's talking about reverencing God. Whoever of you loves life and desires to see many good days, keep your tongue from evil. That's a word right now. Can I tell you, stop slandering one another. Be, Be leery of someone. God is a God of love. He's not a God of author of discord that come to you and they're sharing something about someone else, but they're not telling you their story. And listen, they're not saying, listen, I need you to pray for me and with me because this person did this to me and I'm really hurt. And maybe, maybe I don't see, maybe I did something to make this happen, you know, but whatever the case may be, can you pray with me? But, you know, be careful of people that come with you want to tell you about what somebody else did them. How they help somebody. Do you know we're not supposed to discuss what we do for others like that? And it says, and your lips from telling lies. Turn from evil and do good. If you are a Christian business owner. And you're not operating in character and integrity. Repent. Repent. If you out here and you call yourself a child of God. And you you know you've done some things. And the the Bible says, listen. Listen. The righteous of God fall many times and we get back up. Understand, it's okay. It's okay. You can get back up. But you got to pursue it. It says, turn from evil and do good. Seek peace and pursue it. The eyes of the Lord are on the righteous and his ears are attentive to their cry. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. Listen to the word. Remember, we're talking about David. Pretending, and it gave him a blessed ending. But in the midst of this, this is what he's saying: he's praying. But the face of the Lord is against those who do evil. So if you out here doing living wrong, doing evil, you better get it together. I don't have to go into that. It, it is what it is. He says to blot out their name from the earth. But watch this. Here is where I want you to begin to rejoice. Yes. <laughs> Hallelujah. Glory to God. Verse 17 says, the righteous cry out and the Lord hears them. He delivers them from all of their troubles. Oh, Jesus. Glory to God. And verse 18 says, the Lord is close to the brokenhearted and he saved those who are crushed in spirit. Is your heart broken today? Come on now. I just told you what I'm dealing with. With my parents, my friend, my daughter. Come on now. My heart is broken. Found out, you know, someone that, you know, I opened up my home just doing things to be a blessing to people. And then people will slander your name. And all you ever tried to do was help them and bless them when they were down. And they have the audacity to slander your name. That hurts. Let's be honest. It hurts when family abandons you and rejects you. Or friends that you thought were your friends. You looked out for them. And then, you know, when they get it together, they forget you. Or they try to slander you. When the, when the people you call your brothers or sisters in cries. You went to them in a vulnerable moment in your life when you thought it was a safe place and everything you told them in confidence, they used it to try to hurt you. They used it to try to turn people against you. When you live in a place and the government won't even allow you to worship in the way that you want to worship or you live in a place where the government is dishonest, where genocide is the garment that you wear in your country. Where injustice is the garment that is being worn in your country. Where blood is being shed on the streets of your country. As those who love God and who love justice are crying out. That's the broken hearted. He says that he is close to you today the beloved of God. And he says he will save those who are crushed in spirit. He says the righteous person may have many troubles. But the Lord delivers him from them all. He even talks about Jesus. He said he protects all his bones. He's talking about Jesus. Not one of them were broken because it was prophesied. That not even a bone on Jesus' body would be broken. David is reminding and reliving the very truth of the word of God. It says evil will slay the wicked. The foes of the righteous will be condemned. Understand beloved of God. Do you know your enemies are the enemies of God? I don't care if they say that they are Christian. If they are your enemy, they are enemy of God. Let me tell you something. Jesus never ran behind his enemies. There is no such thing as allowing people to misuse and abuse you in the, for the name of God. If you are under leadership where abuse is the mental leave, it is not of God. If you are in a place where people are misusing you, abusing you in friendships, leave it alone. It is not of God. And the very last part of the text in verse 22 simply says the Lord will rescue his servants. No one who takes refuge in him will be condemned. Beloved of God. It says that God will rescue you. I don't know what your rescue will look like. See, I don't pretend To know everything. Because who am I? I don't know the mind of God. We don't know the mind of God? I don't know what your circumstances is. How God is going to deal with your situation. But he says that he can rescue you. When they are knocking on doors. Looking to pull out those who profess to be Christians. To kill them. God will not even allow them to come to your home. That's rescue. When there are schemes that are being plotted. For your demise of your family. God will rescue you. You won't even see the pothole that was set for you. See me, I, I am the brokenhearted, But also I rejoice in the Lord. Like David, David went into the camp and he pretended to be crazy. And he stood before the Philistine king and they said he's crazy. We can't do anything with him. Do you know? when he went into the Philistine camp and they said, David is here among us. You talking about David who killed their star fighter, which was the giant? Do you know the reward of any one of those soldiers and the king, the kingdom to kill David? That would have been an honor. But David pretended to be out of his mind because he knew even his enemy had a certain amount of integrity that they wouldn't touch somebody who was crazy. Jesus, do you hear me today? And David's life was spared. So he was able to be in the enemy's camp And not even be touched. In other words, he was like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. He was in the fire, y'all. It wasn't the same fiery furnace, but it was the fiery furnace of his life. Because his enemies could have very easily killed him. But in his pretending to be crazy. Out of his mind. His ending was a blessed one because his ending was life. Can I share with you today? I know, I know, I know, I know. It's hard. It's difficult right up in this cut. And I'm not going to always pretend to tell you I know all the words to soothe the soul of mankind. I don't even always know the words to soothe my own hurt and pain. But I know the words of God. I know he's faithful and just to forgive us. I know that he is such a forgiving and loving and kind God, even in the midst of our broken heartedness. So I encourage you today, if you don't know Jesus Christ, one thing I can assure you is that knowing him doesn't say, mean that you're not going to have Some hardships, it says, many are the afflictions of the righteous of God, but he deliver us from them all. But right now, you've let the world do whatever the world wants to do with you. Why not try Jesus? It says that he, if you declare with your mouth that he is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. That's the God of love that we serve. And I'm praying for you. I pray for my podcast listeners. I don't know all of you by name. I, you know, I have countries and I'm going to give a shout out. Coming soon. Where I just honor the countries that are listening. And the people that are listening in these countries. All of you are the beautiful people of God. You are the beloved of God. And I'm grateful for each and every one of your lives. But today, I'm asking you, we need each other to survive. I pray for you. You pray for me. We pray for one another and watch God change things. That's a song by the the, the anointed man of God, Bishop Paul Martin. He says, you know, I pray for you. You pray for me and watch God change things. Remember, it's okay to pretend for a blessed ending. Listen, we thank you today for tuning in, and we pray that you were blessed by today's podcast. Yes, it was such an honor to speak with you and to love on each one of you don't forget if you're tuning in the new book collaboration is now out our stepping into our territory second edition it is on amazon but i'm asking you if you want to support me and purchase the book go to www.gracegirl.org and go ahead and sign in and submit, let us know where you are and all of that. We will get the book to you. It is $20 and $6 for shipping for shipping. Now, if you're overseas, we would have to find out because some places overseas are not allowing a uh, shipping in. And don't forget to follow us on social media, Instagram, at being love in action podcast, and the agent of love. Our Twitter is at being love in action. Listen, I pray that each of you have such a wonderful and blessed remainder of the day. If it's night, you know, have a great night. And remember, if you want to contact us, you can always email us. We want to hear from you. Listen, we pray over your prayer requests. We want to know how the podcast is blessing you. We just want to hear from you. So please, you can email us at Love at gracegirl.org. I'll have all of that information in the description for the the, um, podcast. But listen, until next time, this is what we want you to remember. And now these three things remain. Faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. 1 Corinthians 13 and 13. And remember to give thanks to the Lord for he is good and his love endures forever. Love you guys. I am King C. Williams Rev, the agent of love here at King C. Williams Ministries. We love you. We love you. We love you. And there's nothing you can do about it. Until next time, remember to love on one another. We need each other to survive. Love you guys. We'll see you soon. Bye-bye.